Good morning and welcome in everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of scripture, but before we do that, I wanted to tell you a little story. You know, it's hunting season up here in northern Minnesota, and a lot of people have begun hunting grouse. Over the years, we've met a lot of hunters as we work out in the woods. Recently, we met some people who had driven all the way up here from the state of West Virginia, and we had never eaten grouse before, but they kindly offered to cook some up for us to try. And it was absolutely fantastic. A good part of our lives have been spent out here in the woods by West Gamble Ridge Road. Andrew and I have probably driven down this road 2,000 times, and the forest behind it has become a second home for us. But each time we drive down the ridge road, the dirt road will eventually come to a spot where you can either go to the right or to the left. I mean, you can stay on the ridge road, or turn right at the fork onto the Lost River Road. And you know, many times we have seen hunters who camp right under the balsam stand alongside that fork in the road, almost as if they can't decide which way they want to go. And this reminds me of the Christian life. You know, each day we are presented with choices in our lives as to which way we're going to go. Uh, we must decide which path we're going to follow. When you come to a fork in the road, you can either go to the right or to the left. And our faith is very similar because we only have two choices presented to us. We can either choose to do the will of God or to choose it not. But the choices that we make today about serving God's purpose rather than our own are integral in regards to obtaining eternal salvation. Look at Matthew chapter 21. Uh, verses 28 through 32 says, But what think you? A certain man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward he repented and went. And he came to the second and said, Likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. Whether of them twain did the will of his father? They say unto him the first, Jesus saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and you believed him not. But the publicans and the harlots believed him, and ye, when ye had seen it, repented not afterward, that ye might believe him. When we study this passage, we learn that it's about repentance. Repentance is about having a change of your heart in so much that it causes you to go in a different direction in your life. It's about changing your mind to do God's will rather than your own. There's one thing that separates a saint from a sinner. It's the choice that you make in your life today about which one you want to become. Andrew and my family know how much I hated the teaching profession. It was something that you could never get me to do. Not a thousand years and no matter how much you paid me. But when I was baptized by submersion in 1999, it was clear to me that in order to do God's will and to become pleasing unto him, I was going to have to change my thinking on this matter. God wants men to preach and teach his word. And the labors are few. This is why many uh, men out in the world won't do it because they're the same that I used to be in the flesh. After all, women are forbidden from teaching. So men must rise up to God's calling and duty. Our lives begin by saying, I will not. 
I mean, we're, we're born into this world in a state of carnal disobedience. But when we truly understand how much God loves us and the suffering that he did for us on the cross for our salvation, that knowledge pricks us in our heart, causing us to turn around and saying, I will, Lord. And this is called a repentant heart. And possessing one is crucial for eternal life. Matthew 7, verse 21 says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Genuine grace acting upon the heart of man will cause someone to turn around and do God's will. And this is exactly what happened in the life of the Apostle Paul. Genuine love for God will result in obedience to his will and purpose. Paul displayed that to the world in his faithfulness towards the will of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10 says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. In order to do the will of God, it's more than just having good intentions. Doing the will of God from your heart requires action. Your action is a proof of your love towards him. Romans 12, 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be a transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Obedience to the will of God is one of the keys to heaven. In the carnal nature, we don't want to obey. We don't want to do the will of somebody else. We want to live our own life, not live our lives for somebody else. We want to do things our way. Repenting and doing God's will is imperative for salvation. And one must consider the words that you are saying. Each time you petition God in the Lord's Prayer, Matthew chapter 6, 9 through 10, After this manner, therefore, pray, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. To become a part of God's heavenly family, it requires doing God's will and walking according to the purpose that he has for you. Matthew twelve forty six through 50 says, While he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without, desiring to speak with him. Then one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without, desiring to speak with thee. But he answered and said unto him, uh, that told him, Who is my mother? And who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples, and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren, for whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. There will be many who come short of eternal life, and they will actually believe that they're going to be in heaven. But the truth is that they never became faithfully obedient to the will of God from their heart. A promise of eternal life is given to us, but to eventually reap that promise, you will have to prove your love for God, and it is shown through faithful obedience to his will. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36 says, For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So ultimately, it comes down to making a decision towards God. Will you or will you not 
do what he is calling you to do. It is more than just lip service. It's about becoming obedient to his purpose rather than your own. They've always said actions speak louder than words. What are the works that prove what you believe? Where is the evidence that shows your love for God? There's a fork in the road ahead, and you're going to have to decide for yourself which way you're going to go the next time you drive down West Gemmel Ridge Road. Let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLK JBC, or by going to Hipcast, Buzzsprout, or Amazon, or by going to our blog at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose you can find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Lord willing, we will uh, talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.